0: what's up everybody welcome to uh episode 15 of the blue river bow hunting podcast i have a a really cool guest that i've been wanting to have on for uh, quite some time and you're gonna see him more than once here in the next few months but uh i have uh, david yader from uh west virginia how's it going man
1: good brad how you been doing brother
0: uh not too bad probably the same as you uh ready to chase uh chase some long but uh you know i start this episode out uh the same way every episode uh, how did you get started in the hunting world
1: okay actually growing up my father was a small game hunter he uh rabbit hunted squirrel hunted and would just ask me occasionally middle school high school hey do you want to hunt but unfortunately i never went i was always into sports baseball basketball football and when you play Football and basketball, there's no time to hunt in the fall. Back in the 80s, turkey hunting was not a thing, deer hunting. In fact, never really had time to hunt and deer hunting just was not uh, interesting to me. So, I go to college and a couple of my roommates were big time hunters, uh, deer hunting and then fall turkey hunting. So, early 90s, West Virginia started what I call restocking mountain birds from Elkins, Randolph County, mountains of West Virginia and bringing them over to central and Northern West Virginia. They kept saying, Hey, you got to hunt. You got to hunt. Well, I actually ran track at West Virginia university. Still no time to really hunt. Yeah. That was pretty cool coming from a small town and being able to, uh, compete at the division one level. Absolutely. So unfortunately injuries ended my track career after my sophomore year and i thought what am i going to do with my time and my buddy brad uh, a builder who i consider a blood brother said man you really need to get into hunting and so it was kind of funny i bought a little 20 gauge and started squirrel hunting and stuff like that and i liked it but it was like okay that's okay but what's what's the next level Still no turkey hunting yet. So deer hunting, 1993, get ready to graduate from West Virginia University. And my dad said, hey, what do you want for your college graduation gift? And I was like, how about deer rifle? And he's like, okay. So he worked with a bunch of guys that hunted and ended up buying a 30 6 for me. And you got to imagine, had nowhere to hunt, lived in an apartment outside of Morgantown, It's funny, I'm back in Morgantown now, but this is 1993. Back then, it was bucks only. They had a very strict season on. You could only shoot bucks. didn't have the doe tag overlap, stuff like that. So I got permission from the apartment manager to hunt down over the hill. And I was doing my student teaching that week. So I would race home from Blacksville, which is Clay Patel High School, go to the apartment, change into Blaze Orange, and run over the hill and sit and just wait no idea what was going on monday nothing i was like well that's okay tuesday a couple guys were coming up the hill about five a little after five and said "Uh, hey did you see anything and i'm like no what's going on he goes yeah we don't know if there's even deer on this hillside I was like, okay. So they walked past me. It was kind of funny. It didn't have a tree stand or anything, Brett. So I had found a log that had fallen between kind of a fork of a tree and eh, maybe 10, 12 feet up in the air. So I was kind of sitting with my back against the tree and sitting in that fork with that log that came up 10 feet off the ground. And all of a sudden I hear something walking and I looked over and there was a buck with antlers i didn't count the points i didn't look at the hailers all i did was put the scope up and 45 yards shot and thought i heard it crash now again nobody had ever taken me deer hunting i had no idea if i kill one how am i going to gut this thing out (laughs) but i had watched a video or something about how if you're on a hillside you'd lay it where the, you're going to gut it out and the guts will fall out because of gravity and all that. Cause that's how I learned. And I went over and found it and I couldn't believe it. Gutted it out, dragged it up the hill, literally across the parking lot, <laughs> left the left blood trail across the parking lot. And then I get to my apartment and I'm like, uh, now what do I do? <laughs> my parents live an hour and a half away in Payton city. I have nowhere to hang the deer my dad does he has a garage and all that and lo and behold I have a 1992 Ford Escort (laughs) and I covered the whole back hatch trunk area of that thing with plastic and stuffed that buck in there and took it to Payton City hung it up came back did my student teaching on Wednesday which we're getting ready to go on Thanksgiving break and then I went back to my parents and a guy came and helped me cut it up and all that. So that's how I got into it. Um, to be that's honest so with awesome. you. Yeah, it's just one of those weird things.
0: So it's like was, nobody really even got to, you know, teach you some techniques and tactics and stuff. You kind of just like dove dove into it head first.
1: I did. And when we get into the turkey hunting, that's really all been self-taught and um well, no, I
0: butchered the I butchered the beginning of this episode right. already yeah. introducing you David's known on Twitter as the West Virginia Turkey Thug he That's is correct. a hardcore turkey hunter from West Virginia and yes. uh, we'll we'll get into the turkey stuff a little bit later and I'm actually mm-hmm. going to have him uh back on near or in turkey season kind of talk talking turkey when it's when it's that time but we'll get yes. to his countdown here in a little bit but oh, uh yeah. Talk a little bit about West Virginia. I had a guy on, uh, Troy Delaney, uh, five episodes ago or so, somewhere around that mark. And he was from West Virginia, and he was telling me a lot about the hills and the hollers. Talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about the terrain and that kind of sort of thing about West Virginia.
1: Well, one of the toughest things about West Virginia is, A, hills and hollows, but you can use those to your advantage. I mean, if you ever find what's called pinch points, trails, old logging roads, I I can tell you old timers to now, if you can set up a stand off an old logging road or a ridge top, something like that, it's tough. And when it really becomes tough, bread is after you kill the deer and it runs all the way down the hill to the bottom of the hollow. And we'll get into my big, my deer from last year, um, which I never had scored. We've guessed at it. Uh, The live weight of it was 227 pounds. Wow. Uh, there, dressed out at 195. It was a big eight. And I'll get into that story because my son, Zach, thank goodness he was with me that morning because, hey, I wouldn't have found it. And it was one of those moments. And we'll get into why my kids hunt with me.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, it's, it. and I love that. And so when you hunt West Virginia, first of all, most people know we're not Ohio. We're not Illinois, we're not Iowa, but over the last five years, the West Virginia DNR, I believe, has done a great job with helping hunters manage their properties or the properties that they hunt. And what I mean by that is, you know, I think you can kill eight or nine deer with bow, um, rifle, muzzle loader, extra doe. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, we kill some does. Uh, I know a buddy of mine, uh, his name is Joe. He doesn't kill any does. Um, he's like me on the turkeys. I don't like to kill female turkeys in the fall. I believe you should keep every one of those hens for laying eggs, because as you know, 10 to 12 eggs, you might get four or five turkeys out. that. Right, right. So he believes that with the does where I believe that with the turkeys. And what's the most fascinating thing about West Virginia and everybody that knows me or follows me, on twitter knows that i love to post pictures of west virginia almost heaven almost heaven almost heaven and the farm that i hunt i don't care you may see 50 pictures from that farm and you may see the same five (laughs) but every morning i get up and deer hunt or turkey hunt and get a chance to see a sunrise in this great state you got to remember i'm from here i'm born here i'm born here I, i was raised here I've lived in West Virginia, even though I work in Virginia, I've worked in Virginia most of my life. I've always lived in West Virginia, except for maybe three, four or five years. And I love this state. And of course, going to WVU, running track, that's really been just very memorable to me. But I think the most challenged, challenging thing about West Virginia is the terrain. And whether you're deer hunting or turkey hunting or squirrel hunting, you've got hills you got to climb rough terrain and like i said um we'll get into the big buck and when that thing ran down the hill and clear around the corner and onto the other farm i thought we are going to have a heck of a drag and we wouldn't have done it except the farmer let us bring the side by side in so that's the thing about hunting west virginia but the scenery you know i hunt mostly tyler county Uh, West Virginia, which is an hour north of Parkersburg, an hour south of uh, Wheeling. It's about 13 miles from the river. Um, My buddies, my friends, everybody from Joe, Steve, to my son, Zach, Matt, everybody that stays there. Uh, My buddy, Brad, uh, we stay in Shiloh, West Virginia. It's in Tyler County. You know, it's not off the grid, but it's you know you can say redneck hillbilly whatever you want that's it's tyler county i hunt some in wetzel uh especially turkey hunting but i don't hunt pretty much i hunted berkeley county when i lived over there and i actually killed um at that time uh one of the top 10 birds in west virginia i didn't know how to score it was 24 pounds three beards of a 10 nine and seven and had one and a half inch spurs. Wow. I didn't know how to score it, didn't know anything about that. Joined NWTF, told the guy about it. He told me if it would have scored, it would have been a top 10 bird. Uh, And and I killed that on public land, 13,000 acres. I chased that bird Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Can hunt on Sundays and killed it on Monday. Same bird for four days.
0: That's awesome. Now, yeah. when it comes to like the the deer stuff, do you get to hunt like any around any ag? Is it all pretty much just deep hardwoods? It's mostly
1: hardwoods, except the farm that I hunt is located next to a cattle farm, and it's. I don't want to say it's protected, but there's not a lot of hunters on that side. Um, Now, on the other side of the property, there are some hunters. And then if you go what I call down the Long Valley towards Meadville, um, gun season opens up and there's hunters everywhere. Um, One of the things I think in West Virginia and some people will voice their opinions on this and I I don't really care is if you don't have a food plot or if you don't have a feeder, you're not going to see deer. And that's just the reality of it. I don't have the capabilities of, to do food plots on this farm. Mm-hmm. I don't own it. I have permission to hunt it. I've had permission for 10 years, but I can't do food plots on it. They run cattle on this farm too. And if I can put a nice food plot out then the cattle will be in it. So <laughs> yeah, so I hunt in the hardwoods and you know we do some tripod feeders. Uh, we hang some, uh, what I call bucket feeders and we run trail cams. We usually start that first week in September, uh, the season bow season opens up uh, third week, third Saturday, usually, uh, for Saturday in September. And, uh, but I know guys that can do food plots. So, you know, one of my f- sayings has always been, I really don't care how you deer hunt, enjoy it and just do it legally. If you want to run feeders, food plots, uh, crossbows, you know, I use a crossbow, I was glad it passed five years ago or six years ago here in West Virginia. It's allowed my kids to hunt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like I always say, I don't care how I I get a little bit out of shape and you will see a lot of people. I don't voice my opinion a lot on Twitter, but you know, a hunter saying something about another hunter that hunted over corn or a salt block or something like that. If it's legal, do it
0: absolutely yeah i've talked about that on here a a couple of times okay uh uh, like just like you said if if it's you getting outdoors and that's the way that you're enjoying it yes more power to you i don't care if you're out there butt naked with the crossbow whatever makes you happy you know Mm -hmm. Uh, the twitter thing that this year was the first time i've ever had trouble on twitter i posted my 2021 indiana buck was it a giant no it was probably around a hundred and just over a hundred inches probably. Yeah. Okay. And this guy says, I can't believe you posted this buck. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you don't know how hard I've worked in this whole season. I think I remember and I've that. only been behind my bow four times this year. Usually I'm right. filming people like there's no reason for you to give me a hard time. And then he posts a picture of the four deer he has on his wall that, he, that he's uh, uh, killed in 30 plus years of hunting. I'm like, "So these are the only four deer you've ever killed?" And he right. never answered yeah. back. No. I don't understand people sometimes, man. But um have you ever heard of uh, an app called Go Wild? No, like, I have not. You need to get on it. You would be okay. perfect for this app. It's called Go okay. Wild. All right. It's a social media just for hunters and okay. everything's uncensored. They don't censor out anything like Facebook and all that other kind of stuff. And, uh, dude, it's awesome. So the That's more it. you post on this app, you, you gain points and they send you free stickers. And I got a shirt. The shirt I'm wearing tonight is Go Wild. They say I mean, the more they put, the more you post, the better things are for you on there. And really? you can, um, Uh, put it log trophies in there so your deer and your turkey and everything you earn points for logging your trophies and stuff and it just you keep earning all these things you get uh, percentages off of certain products and stuff like that but everybody on there is like super nice like anything really? that you post like if the first time say you post on there hey this is my first time posting or whatever mm-hmm. everybody would be like you know so happy that you're here blah 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 you know and there's a a lot of turkey hunters on there that i've seen okay you'll well, have I to mean, check it out because you'll be like I okay i like this i
1: will Are you assuming i like decals brad uh, yeah, we
0: all like some free
1: stickers <laughs> you know man. I do man I love it I got yours on there I won't say the other ones that I got on there but um, no I like promoting things um, and that's what I'm all about like I said whether it's deer hunting or turkey hunting I feel I've worked hard at what I do and I kid around with people it sometimes feels like a second job oh, absolutely. Uh, this year and we'll get into my deer season this year it, it was by far the worst for me I think Uh, a lot of people had that problem this year. Yeah. Kids couldn't hunt with me. Um, I passed up some deer. Uh, You know, what I hope hasn't happened is the big buck that I killed last year has now funneled me into, you got to kill, (laughs) but it hasn't. I just, you know, and yeah, but I'll be honest with you. One of the things that was on my mind every time I went to the woods is if I kill it, Am I going to be able to get it out here by myself? I'm not old, but I'm 51 and dragging a deer is not easy. But again, I mentioned earlier about Joe who uh, doesn't like, you know, believes in managing his antler list by not killing them. Mm -hmm. His camp is actually just around the corner and, Every At time I post, he to always offers to come help me out. I'll post on there almost heaven, and he knows I'm in the woods. He'll text me and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, I'll check that app out. Go wild! Oh, no, it's cool. go wild, buddy. Yeah,
0: absolutely love it.
1: I I, right,
0: I, I post it. on there probably about once a day. Okay. We'll I, check I love out. you can ask people questions, you know, like, hey, yeah. what's everybody doing on this? And there's like different threads which it's hard to explain. You'd almost have to, have to see it for yourself. But say you don't even want to look at anything but turkey hunting. You click on this thing, and all mm-hmm. the turkey hunting stuff pops up. Wow. <laughs> or I'll just all the deer hunting or all the podcasts or whatever. But um uh, the land that you're talking about, so do you mostly hunt private land or you have some public that you get on too?
1: I do hunt mostly private now. Uh, When I lived over in Hedgesville, West Virginia, which was Berkeley County, Eastern Panhandle, um, I turkey hunted there on public land. And then I had a little 50 acre track of turkey hunting I could do on private. But then when deer season came, bow, gun, I always came back to Wetzel, Tyler County. Mm -hmm. So now um, I now live in Morgantown, West Virginia, which it's great to come back to watch the mountaineers and live in the uh uh city where i went to school here uh my daughter youngest daughter goes to school here she's a freshman mallory at wvu zane is a a junior at trinity christian school here Mm -hmm. my oldest son lives here as well zach and he also um, lives in morgantown and works uh at centos here out of morgantown and then my oldest daughter graduated from wvu as well as an accountant and moved here and then now lives in pittsburgh so myself and my kids are right here so now it's uh all private there are some good places uh i think lewis wetzel there's a place called the jug these are all places close to where i stay at my buddy's camp but um Mm -hmm. it's private land the actual farm that i hunt 100 percent of the time on deer is um 345 acres um mix of fields hardwoods what I would call seasonal streams that run, uh, off the hill and down across into this big hollow. Mm-hmm. And then, um, turkey hunting is all private too. It's this farm. And then my buddy, Matt, uh, has a farm over in Wetzel County that I'm able to turkey hunt. And I believe that's a tad over 300 acres. Uh, now that's steep. Wetzel County for some reason is more steep than Tyler and, uh, you better start walking in early March uh, to get ready to hit uh, the hills of West Virginia, especially turkey hunting. You know, I like to run and gun. Um, somebody who ask me, when do you start scouting turkeys? Huh, opening <laughs> <You're> day. <right. laughs> no, opening day for me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I go in the woods and owl hoot and call. Yep, I deer hunting, I do a little scouting in the summertime when we put up trail cams late August, early September, and then go from there but no turkey hunting uh it works for me I, ju- I just show up on day one but um so private land is is the way i go and it actually works out well like i said it's always good to know people and stay friends with people because that allows me to hunt uh, these two farms
0: well it, it, it's nice to have like you said you kind of just walk up and you know, hoodow and kind of <laughs> figure out things. Most yeah. of the places that I get to turkey hunt okay. are, they're they're hours from me. So oh, yeah. Uh, when when I get the chance I'll run trail cams if I can, but it <laughs> normally doesn't work out like that. It's kinda like I love doing You know the night before you know Mm -hmm. roosting birds finding out where they're at and then it makes my job a lot easier in the morning but Mm -hmm. it can also also be a lot harder because i you know i think i kind of know where they're at i'm mostly talking about kentucky because that's where most of my turkey knowledge and experiences have been and uh, it was like this big knob. And I started on top of this big knob. And I could go literally, literally almost any direction. And I just waited for that, to hear that first gobble. And then I could kind of figure out from there where I thought the birds were going to roost. But uh, that's fun. I love it. Drinking a coffee at the top of that knob in the morning. Sun's <clears throat> rising up over the hills of Kentucky. You know, sometimes you got almost like a little bit of a mist, fog type you know going on also yeah. you know they're hammering all around me and it's like I can't even con- contain my excitement at that point
1: <laughs> well we won't get into the 100 turkey stories that I'll have for you in no, the other episode yeah but, we
0: got to, uh, we got to save that for the other episode because I remind me though
1: to tell you the first one when 1995 when roosting wasn't even a word but I had watched uh primos truth 1 turkey hunting and Will primos talked about roosting so I called my buddy Brad and said hey I heard about this roosting thing and he said what in the world's that so I'm gonna stop the story there we'll save it for the yes. turkey but put a pin in that we'll come back put to a that, pin on uh, that because it is, it is a glamorous uh, awesome story and it's just one of those things that work well
0: well let's talk a little bit about your your gear setup for um, deer
1: Okay. Um,
0: if I'm not mistaken, I've looked on your Twitter before when you've posted on there when you're deer hunting. You like to hunt out of a blind, am I correct? That is correct. As you get older, I'm not as scared of
1: heights, <laughs> but um, there's multiple reasons for that. I used to be a climber, um, tree stand. I've ha- I, We still have a double stand that we hunt out of. Zach mostly hunts out of that, but the blind allows a, for me, as I get older, not to worry about falling out. I've always worn a harness and stuff like that. Number two is that it allows you to be safely with a kid. I've introduced all of my kids to hunting. Turkey, and we'll get into that, Zane's first turkey. I'm going to hold everybody in suspense. <laughs> out of a blind with a crossbow. That is awesome. At 13. That is awesome zach's first turkey not out of the blind 20 gauge at 15 yards mallory's first turkey the mad scramble birds everywhere i can't see it she sees it she gets it so we'll get into those stories but the blind you know it's not as versatile because i keep it all concealed except one little window Mm -hmm. and i can tell you i've had deer right beside me And I peek out and they're right there. And you can't shoot. You have to wait for that great opportunity in that area where you've cut brush, you've cut your shooting, you get one chance, and that's pretty much it. But you know, and we also like it as it gets colder. Oh, absolutely. And little advertisement for buddy heaters. Those (laughs) things have saved a lot of time with my kids in the woods because when it's 18 degrees and your kid wants to go deer hunting. First of all, you ride a side-by-side for 10 minutes, you freeze going over. Then you walk and you kind of warm up a little bit, but you can sit down in that blind, get that heater going. That's all worth it. But you know, I also, you know, I admit my kids make fun of me. I like to spend a lot of time on my phone. (laughs) And the blind allows you to get away with more movement, and the big buck that we'll get into—the big buck that I killed last year, out of a blind with a crossbow—that
0: is awesome. You know, and a so- lot of people are hesitant to get yeah. uh, in, in blinds for deer. Yeah. Uh, they they say that they can pick the blinds off and all that. I don't even actually have that much experience uh, deer hunting uh, out of a blind. I've okay. done it a few times. Uh, I, I tried it once in Ohio this year. Just <laughs> I, I packed it in instead of a stand. I, had a, a malfunction with a climber and I was four hours from home and I was lucky enough that I brought my blind. So I sat in it and, and I liked it, but I felt like I would, could have been picked off very easily. I have a, a, a double bull blind and I just felt like, I don't know if I made a certain move, I probably would have got picked off. We saw some deer. I never got the chance to uh, shoot one out of it, but, um, uh, I don't have too much experience hunting deer hunting out of a blind. Is it something that you already have set up or is it something that you bring in, in and out with you each time?
1: No, um, the blind, the preseason or what I call bow season goes along a logging road. I do, I always use trees to mu- just like you would up in a stand. You always want that big tree or in between trees and try to conceal yourself. Same with the blind. But I'll get into the story where we put the blind in the middle of the field, and we've killed multiple deer out of it. That's awesome. But we put the blind up about the first week of September, let the deer see it. They use the logging road. Um, I don't know if they get used to it because, obviously, we can't talk to them, (laughs) and they can't tell us, hey, what's that? Wouldn't that guy put that thing up? But I do put it up when I put the trail cams up. And um, I will tell you some of the secrets that I use is, you know, I do still wash and spray my clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm concerned about thermals and heat coming out that front window. But then once inside the blind, I always spray the inside of the blind and then I spray around the window. And I can tell you I've had deer five feet from me. Once you move, though, they will detect you. But scent, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's easier in the blind. You've just got to be concerned about it. Yeah, um, easier to
0: contain it a little bit,
1: I would think. It Instead seems of, like, like it, the wind
0: blowing yeah. up in a stand, blowing mm-hmm. it down and into a bottom or something. It might just be blowing inside
1: the blind, you know. Exactly. But then uh, once we kind of start transitioning to what's called the West Virginia gun season, it used to be bucks only, but now it's bucks and then you can buy doe tags and you can kill either sex as long as you have both tags. Um, I'll move the blind from the hardwoods to the knob in the field right out in the open, wide open. I don't care. There's not a tree, nothing. And we put that thing there on a Friday evening and it sets there Friday, Saturday and Sunday and boom, Monday gun season opens up. Okay. Zach killed an eight point out of it this year. Last year, I killed a nine. Zane killed the broken an eight. And Mallory took her first deer as a doe. And all those deer were killed out of that blind. I don't think they, and it sits right out in the middle. Brad, it sticks out so far when you come up the farm road. At 300 to 400 yards you can see that blind in the middle of the field clear way <laughs> over there and i don't know it doesn't seem to bother them but i can tell you the reason it's located well is we've got a um, gas right away to the right the main one that goes up the center you've probably seen the picture where i post and the right away goes up the middle yeah. and the bowl hall is to the left and that's where the deer come from and it's it, you know like turkey hunting position is important so is it with deer hunting but i that blind is wide out in the open and we've killed multiple deer out of it um so it's but i like it i still get in the double stand once in a while zach really prefers the double stand Mm -hmm. and uh i still have a fixed stand in there i haven't gotten in it in two years but 90 percent of my hunts are out of the blind
0: that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I prefer, like, the, the advantage of being up high, if, if mm-hmm. that's what you want to call it, right. having the height advantage. Um, I would definitely try to um, to adventure into the, the blind game a little more. Mm-hmm. I got that double bull, but I would, for me, I would like to take it in and out each time just because of the amount of money that I spent on that blind. It's a hub-style blind. Oh, super okay. Super nice, you know. Yeah. So I actually bought it for turkeys in general because I I've, I've been on this uh adventure trying to kill one with my bow which has been just about impossible here the last mm-hmm. couple of years but um that's a story for another time but
1: uh yeah hey I know a guy West Virginia turkey thug you might want to look him up <laughs> yeah. never need a guide <laughs> <laughs> hey, Absolutely. we might have
0: to we might have to work that out. We might have to <laughs> but uh I love I love uh hunting up in the air And I've had issues uh, this year and last year, really, um, with the gear that I bring in as far as filming. It's a lot of weight, and then you add a climber or or whatever. So most of the time I'm in a a set lock-on situation with two stands. That way I can film whoever I'm with. But um, this coming year, I'm about to flip all that. I'm about to get into the saddle hunting, I believe. Oh, i currently okay. working on getting a setup going for that. And it's basically, uh, for me, it's going to be a mobility thing. I'm mm-hmm. going to be able to go wherever I want, pretty much. So that's what I, I'm pretty excited about jumping into that um, and, and, you know, hitting some, even some public land, you know, venture deep, get as deep as I can go, which I'm sure would be real fun dragging something up out there. But, uh, yes. you know, what about uh, your crossbow? What kind of crossbow are you using?
1: Actually, I, uh, used to shoot Barnett, uh, but this year I switched over to, uh, a PSE. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't buy the most expensive, but for me, uh, four to $500 on a crossbow is pretty average. Now the, the big buck that I killed last year, um, was with a Barnett and I can't remember the, the, the name of it exactly, but, mm-hmm. um, 350 feet per second, um, you know, it's, you release it and it's there, Uh, you know, they're not the, they're loud and you've got to have one. I think, you know, 325, 350. Now the PSC I just bought is 375 feet per second. And it zings it. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, I didn't have any shots this year with it, but um, again, like I always tell people, if it's legal, you do it, but the crossbow allows me to hunt, I love it, but more so, it's gotten my kids into hunting, and uh, you know, several several deer have been killed uh, with the crossbow. And like I said, Zane even got his first turkey uh, years ago, and I actually have the video of it on my phone. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, and so that was pretty cool. But um, you know, prior to that, I, I shot compound. Uh, it was PSE, and uh, always hunted out of a tree stand. Enjoyed that. And um but now it's it's crossbows and then for rifle season um I use a 30 six. Uh Zach has a 270. Uh Zayn and Mallory will usually use the 243. And then uh three years ago, uh I actually purchased my first muzzle loader and uh bought cva 50 caliber and just that hooked me. I've killed a deer every year, nothing big. I think I killed uh a spike, a doe, and then I killed a buck. I don't know what it was because it had holes in its head and had already lost its antlers because our season is Mm mid-December. And so some of the bucks start losing it. Um, And that's fun. I mean, I know things are more, There you know, that's not the old pumpkin ball and pouring the powder in, but it's still, it still smokes. And that's the other thing. When you shoot a deer out of a blind, you don't know what happens <laughs> definitely with a muzzle loader <laughs> just be a, like it, a cloud it's it's at least 15 seconds before it you know you kind of come to your senses and you kind of see um <laughs> last year um Zane and I went with the muzzle loader and it was about 5:15 and a doe had popped out into the field and Zane's never killed one with his muzzleloader. And he's kind of thinking, okay, dad, I want to take this deer. And I'm like, sounds good to me. It so it's five fifteen. He's actually on the deer and says, I think that barbed wire is across its body. So I'm getting the binoculars out. I'm looking at I said, I think you're right. It had not jumped the fence yet mm-hmm. to come into the field. And I said, why don't you wait? And then all of a sudden I looked up that long right away. And I said, Zane, there's a buck up there. And he goes, where? And he says, oh, I see. I said, let's wait. It might come down. We've got about 15 minutes here. It might come down. So check these does see what's going on. It goes into the woods, five minutes past, six minutes pass. And all of a sudden I hear Zane say, there it is, dad. And I'm like, what? He said, the big buck. And I looked and it's the picture from last year. People will see it. It's Zane, the deer sideways, we'd killed it in the snow. And it's, it's a big, but it's called the broken eight. It actually broke off. It's last antler must've been fighting and it was a seven, but we called it the broken eight. So we waited and the doe jumped the fence and lo and behold, so did he. And so it's like 520 and Zane gets on it and shoots. And of course the blind fills with smoke and he's like where'd the deer go and i'm like well we gotta wait you gotta wait for the smoke to clear because it comes in and fills it up and the smoke clears and you don't know what's happened you don't know where the deer ran you have no idea so of course the snow did help us to track that deer and uh it was a great deer as a big eight but you know the muzzle loader is probably the most fun and i love, I love it i got hooked on my buddy let me borrow his a couple of years ago and i didn't have the chance to shoot anything but like i said in three years it's killed four deer and it's just fun to go but yeah you want a little bit of add a little bit of more fun to it shoot one out of the blind <laughs> um, <because laughs> it's, it's pretty fun with that so what's well, that about uh your
0: uh your 2021 20, deer season after okay first- i didn't mean to cut you off no that's okay go ahead I was just wondering how, how did your 2021 season go? Okay,
1: actually, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go to the year before, and then we'll go to this year because this year's going to be real short because I didn't kill anything. Uh, I'll talk about Zach's eight, but the year before, um, I was really able to spend a lot of time in the woods. Um, I don't have cellular cams yet but so i'm still into pulling the cards and checking them and stuff like that i got a little gadget thing that i can literally pull a card check it on my phone Mm -hmm. and make make game time decision if i need to be in that stand in 20 minutes because i think trail cams really help us a to gauge and see what deer you have but they help a little bit with patterning your deer but i just like taking pictures i think it's fun it gives the kids and i something to do and so forth so we opened up 2020 and we go through september we go into october and october 15th we get a really big buck showing up a couple times on trail cam looks like he's coming up from the other farm, he's crossing the right of I've always had pictures of him facing the camera, so I know how he was coming. Mm-hmm. And I started getting pretty excited because it was probably, you know, again, I never, and, and below, let me break into this. The deer I killed was not this deer. Mm-hmm. So it's even more exciting. Now, you know, you have two big bucks on the farm. Right. So I'm kind of not pattern this deer, but I'm thinking, you know, we hunt out of a blind, and we're on an acorn ridge, okay? Yeah, we have a feeder over here, but I mostly hunt because it's an acorn, and they're coming off the right-of-way, so we get into Halloween weekend, and Zach said, hey, can I sit with you? You know, Zach's 24 years old, and we always hunt separately, and I said, yeah, so it's Halloween, Saturday. I said, let's sit together, and you know, he goes, yeah, you always sit with us, and always want to be there when something goes down so you know not thinking anything daylight breaks seven o'clock seven thirty it's kind of chilly that morning but not too bad eight o'clock comes and i looked and there's i thought the buck and he's standing on the other side of the barbed wire fence and i said zach there he is and zach turns and looks and he just jumped the fence and zach said oh my gosh and i said That's him. I said, we've got three or four pictures of him. And I said, I I tell you right now, I know what he's going to do. So the funny story that that happens here is Zach gets so focused on the deer. He has no idea that I've already got the crossbow up and ready. (laughs) And I didn't even have time to get a shooting. I'm, I'm already up and set. He comes walking across the right away. And breaks into the woods and he he is now 40 yards and i'm waiting for the broadside shot All right zach again is just locked in and again this is this is a big deer to us this one's probably 145 150 deer i've seen him on camera 17 inch spread probably eight nine inch times and for us that's a really big buck
0: mm-hmm.
1: He turns and starts walking sideways or broadside at 35 yards. Again, Zach has no idea I have the crossbow ready. And you gotta remember, I've got the half moon window. So he's sitting off to the left well out of the way. And all of a sudden that buck stops and I shoot. And of course, Zach jumps. <laughs> and he and and I mean you could just hear the arrow hit it. And I was like, I got it. And Zach said, y'all, you, you got that thing hard. It tries to run down the hill. It almost flips. It drags its head and we hear it go down the hill. And that was the end of that. So I thought he's down. So we're sitting there talking, we're celebrating. And it's just exciting because he's with me. And so we wait 15, 20 minutes and we get out and we look around and find blood and then the blood trail ends. And I'm like, Oh, you're kidding me. And so I said, listen, let's separate. Let's look for this deer. I said, I've got a good head on it and it's just going to be a matter of we're going to have to really look for it. So again, you got hollows, you got thick, you got Hills. It's, you know, most of the time they do run downhill. They'll stay low. They'll follow a Creek. This is exactly what this deer did, but we didn't know that I shot the deer at eight o'clock, eight nine o'clock at nine o'clock. I am so discouraged and I'm thinking, I can't find this deer. I'm no cell phone service. I'm down in the holla. So I start yelling for Zach and all of a sudden Zach says, dad, I found a main blood trail. It's downhill. I can tell it's sliding. So Zach found that main, blood trail for us so we go up the old logging road and lo and behold that deer made it over there on the other guy's property in between me and the cattle farm which i have permission to be on and i looked and i said we're gonna find this deer you could just tell it was sliding downhill blood everywhere we get down to the bottom a little creek we go through the field and now we're near the other property which um I am allowed to go retrieve deer and we lost blood again and i thought golly i said zach stay here at this last spot i'm going to walk ahead and see what's going on brad so the it's a little old meandering creek you know when they brush all the tractors can't get n- near the creek and they always leave that brush right. along the little creek I didn't even have the crossbow with me. I come around the corner, and at 20 yards, there's the buck laying looking at me.
0: Oh, shit.
1: And I'm like, Zach, he's like, what? I said, bring the crossbow. I said, it's down. It's not dead. I need a second shot. And this is just one of those things with a crossbow, you can do things quickly right. where. So I Zach brought it to me. This deer has been staring at me now for 45 seconds. And I didn't know it. Zach handed me the crossbow, flipped his video on in his phone, and started videoing me.
0: That's awesome.
1: I literally walk up 20 yards, put the crossbow up. The deer is staring right at me, and I took the kill shot right behind the shoulder. It got up, flipped around a little bit, and down it went. We walked up to it. And our first reaction was, wow, big body, thick antlers. It's the picture that you have.
0: Yeah, that's, and what
1: you're using that's for the you're Yes. Okay. And I looked at Zach, and I said, you won't believe this. And he said, what? I said, it's not the deer on camera. <laughs> he goes, what? I said, no. It's the tines aren't as long, but it was, what, 18, 19 inch spread. That's the hell was spread on it. It was a good one. And... Then we were just amazed by the body size, had no idea. So anyways, first thought was, how do I get it out of here? We're not gonna be able to drag that up across two properties and get back to the side by side. So first thing I do is walk down the road on the cattle farm and get permission from the owner, explain to him, called my buddy cause I had service, Brad, and he came over. Brad took me back up to the farm. Cause you gotta remember, our blind in side-by-side side is probably six, 700 yards away that right. way. So Brad takes me back up to the farm, gets side-by-side. Side, we come back. We get the deer. I'll never forget when Brad got out of the vehicle. He goes, wow. Mm-hmm. And, again, decent rack, big rack, but the body, on we knew it was over 200. We didn't know. And I said, listen, we've got those hanging scales at camp. I'm not going to gut it out here. I I need a live weight on this. So we didn't gut it out there and got it back to camp and we hung it up and three digits, two, two, seven came up. And, and I just, I, you know, the weight of the deer and the size of the deer, again, I didn't measure the rack. I didn't have it scored. I didn't age it by teeth, but I can tell you that deer was probably five, six years old. Um, We gutted it out and weighed it again, and it was 195. So it was a dandy. Of course, I have a Euro mount Mm -hmm. um, of the deer. Uh, Might grab it here at the end and show you. I've got it in there on a a whiskey barrel that I just, yeah, um, had it done, a guy did it for me. And um, so that that was great. And then Zane had killed a really nice eight. Actually, this is his computer. So I'm looking at it right now. It's above his computer, it's a Euro (laughs) mount. We've got that one, and then
0: um, I killed a nine-point
1: in gun season.
0: Was the one that you killed with the crossbow? Is that your biggest deer today? That is
1: my biggest. Yeah, I killed a really big seven back hmm, ten, twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. Again, never scored it or anything, but you know, that's just me. Um, wow. And because I think you can be excited, but you can get disappointed. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, have, you... Um,
0: I had two two of my deer scored uh the one these two here on the end uh just because i thought that they might be close enough uh can i the, guess yeah go ahead you can guess right, what about one the, other... the one on the far end what do you think that one scores?
1: 135
0: wow you were very very close 137
1: okay. okay the one next to that yep probably a little bit more i'm gonna say 139 actually it scores less Scores one hundred
0: and twenty-two inches, which it's is deceiving. ridiculous, but yeah, that's for a whole nother thing. But like, yeah. um, for Indiana um, record books, with a gun is mm-hmm. one forty. Has to be one hundred and forty inches. So I thought right. those are both gun kills. I thought that they would be close, which they're yeah. in the ballpark. But yes. I, I, it's kind of like a personal goal for me. Don't ask me why, but I want mm-hmm. my name in that book at some yes. point, and yeah. and I really want it with the bow kill. Mm-hmm. really want it with a bow kill, but um, I'll take it any way I can get it. Well, that's awesome. and See,
1: that's the other thing. I killed it with a crossbow. So, you know, i get it scored. I know it was over one. I mean, guys had told me it was probably a 135 tier easily. But, again, I never measured it because I didn't want disappointed. It's my biggest buck, and I'm very happy with that. Um, got into gun season. Uh, I killed a 9 point. And, again, out of the blind in the middle of the field. Never had seen this deer, never on trail cam. I'm sitting there on a Tuesday. And I look up and I said, huh, here comes a buck. And I walked right down the right away, jumped the fence and 75 yard shot. Uh, I killed it right around five o'clock. Um, we got into doe season. And Mallory, my daughter, who's a junior in high school at that time, says, I will, you know, she'd been trying for one or two years to kill a deer mm-hmm. um, and said, I want to go, dad, and try to kill my first deer. And so I said, hey, we're going to the blind. I said, there's deer in this field every night. Well, you know how this works, Brad. They don't show up. Well, it's Friday. <laughs> uh, I had hunted there on Thursday. Nothing came out. Friday, we get in there. It's five o'clock, no deer. 510, no deer. I said, Mallory, I said, I I don't know if this is going to happen or not. 515, eight deer in the field. Oh, wow. All these does just start popping out left, right, center. And one big doe walked in right in front of the blind at 65 yards. She put the 243 up. And I said, Where's the crosshairs? And she said, Dad, right on the shoulder i said put it in there and she shot and dropped it right there and she had her first deer i I just get so tickled i can't even describe the emotions um you know my family is very sports oriented um back in high school state basketball championship ran track at wvu my son ran track at west liberty broke my long jump record at my high school my youngest son very competitive in sports and then Mallory, uh, and the girls volleyball Peyton city were state runners up in volleyball. So sports has always been big. We like to compete. I think that's why they like to hunt. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: It is a competition.
0: So and with you talking about that, let's just transition right into it. Youth hunts and hunting with your kids. What does that mean to you? It's
1: I mean, this year was tough cause we didn't do it as much. But years prior, when Zach killed his first turkey when he was 13, and we got to get into that story because that was after a two-hour nap (laughs) in a car after a thunderstorm, and we woke up at 10.30, and I said, we better get back to the woods. That was a good thing we did. We'll get into that. Um, It's just they fully appreciate the time and effort that I put into this. Now, I don't know if I'm – the uh, real dedicated hunter where guys spend hundreds of hours. Um, there's a guy on Twitter. Um, you probably, you may follow him. Um, hunts all the time. His name's Josh. I think he's up to round 69. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anthony, I think. yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. killed several nice bucks. And I'm sitting there thinking, what's this guy do?
0: <laughs> right does he have a job yeah, yeah I do, but i
1: love him i talk to him on twitter and stuff like that but that's i don't have that time because of work and kids but every opportunity we can go and i'll tell you where it really hits you is take all four of your kids turkey hunting and see what the challenge is <laughs> and more times than not we don't get one um but being in the woods with your kids and sharing that moment whether they're on the gun or i'm on the gun but they 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 appreciate what i put into it and like i said the the, the other turkey story is we'll talk about is where zay was with me and i fired one bird up at 11:30, and i looked at him and i said i'm not going to make another call this is either going to be a bust or this is going to be the best turkey hunt you have ever seen <laughs> 20 minutes later tom on the ground
0: hey how many times though not to jump into turkey hunting yeah, i know much. it's it's hard not <laughs> it's so, to. it is hard because yeah, i'm so fired hard. up about it I mean, look at
1: my necklace i got turkey spurs <laughs> i mean awesome. I, I love it but. how
0: many times have you been maybe turkey hunting or maybe turkey hunting with somebody and you get that bird fired up and you, you just want to keep uh getting him to fire up or, you know, keep calling to him or whatever. But you really just need to quit. Yeah. Because you, then you spark his curiosity. And then you get him looking for you. And you ain't looking for him no more. He's looking for you. Right. But right. how many times... I can't even tell you how many times that is that has paid off for me. Where yes. I'm like, okay, he is fired up. I'm mm-hmm. just going to either take this call out of my mouth or, you know, slide my slate call onto the ground or something or back into my vest and just sit there and relax. Cause I know it's going to happen. I know he's going to pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. That happens a lot. Um, I can tell you, um, I call too much. I call too loud. There was a famous hunter that says that on TV. Well, I like to make the word, the woods wake up and I love, there is nothing more. I don't care. But until you hear, a four-year-old turkey oh, rip man. off a gobble in a hollow and it shakes the ground.
0: I know.
1: I love okay. That, but I've killed turkeys by calling a hundred times. And then one of my best hunts is I never made one call. And I literally crawled down a creek bank and basically snuck up and waited. And Zane got his second bird by gobbling to the left. We snuck down the creek collar, we set up, and we let the birds strut and walk in front of us. Yeah, and, but, you know, deer hunting, it's, it's just so different. Um, it is. Three or four years ago, one of the few times, I had a grunt call with me. It's around November 10th. A nice eight point that I had seen on camera several times. I was in a double stand off the field edge. And I looked up and there he is walking on the ridge. And I said, wow. And I was like, oh, I got the grunt call. <laughs> so I pulled it out. I grunted twice, stopped him. And I was like, this stuff really works.
0: <laughs>
1: I grunted again. No kidding. He turned on a dime and come straight down in front of me, walked at 15 yards, looking for that buck. And I shot it. It ran down the hollow. My first reaction is, oh, what a drag I'm mm-hmm. going to have. Second of all, I literally just called to a deer. Because calling turkeys, that's natural. Part, to the part of it. Exactly. But this was really cool. And, again, this deer had run about two, 250 down the hollow. But I, I don't make a lot of noise in the woods deer calling. Now, I, I know it works. I've seen it work. For me, I don't really know the exact right way, the timing of it. I know that I can tell you I've, I've rattled, I've grunted. I, it just doesn't happen there. And it just, uh, you know, even this year, I had a buck grunting and chasing. And, you know, everybody will say, hey, grunt, make noise. He'll jump over and challenge you. And The, the deer never came over. Um, it doesn't always happen like that. No. I've thought about getting into decoys um
0: i've wanted to try it I, i've been uh, very curious to try because you know here we have we're hunting a lot of ag yes on the, uh, the f- uh, edges of a lot of ag you know we could put that decoy out mm-hmm. uh 30 yards or something off of you know off the stand i think it'd be cool especially the video and wise you get mm-hmm. one fired up coming and he didn't even have to be big you know he challenges it and tackles it you see it all the time on mm-hmm. you know youtube or you know hunting channel and stuff i think it'd be awesome to catch that now yes. Last year, I caught some incredible, incredible stuff with my camera when I was deer hunting. I have deers making scrapes. I have Mm -hmm. deers grunting, chasing does. I have deer making rubs on multiple trees. I mean, hitting community scrapes. I have pretty much everything besides breeding. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, this year, uh, I was not unfortunate enough to be in that situation again. I barely got anything on film, really. I had um, the opening day of bow season here in indiana october 1st had three different bucks come in uh got them on video another d- time we had some does uh, i got a we got a big giant six pointer on camera one night um other than that man i really i didn't have very good luck with the, the filming this year just didn't really see good deer numbers in general
1: yeah and that's like i said this year was tough for me um so here's another great story for this year uh zach had not killed a buck in a couple of years um we hunted separately monday and morning and then monday evening i said um hey i want to come sit with you in the blind in the wide open field
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and he's like oh no sit down in the log pile which the log pile is about 200 yards from the blind basically i'm hunting the hollow before they get to the field and he's hunting right away so we actually weren't sitting together but i was going to be close enough if something did happen i literally was going to be there five minutes because you know if you take a deer i don't care what deer it is it's nice it's great to be there to celebrate oh cool yeah absolutely. so anyways uh, i believe it was around four thirty, and 270 barked and i texted and said what happened and he said um buck down and i just brad i I, even though i wasn't with him i just started getting chills getting excited now he had seen the big 10 about an hour or 45 minutes before nose down going through the woods looking all that he could not get a shot so this deer had come off the right away and popped into the field and he shot it i literally and I texted, I said, is it okay to come up? He said, it's down. So I literally <laughs> go up there, I'm getting as fast as I can. And he said, it's over here, it's over here. He was already there, it was down. And um, it was an eight point and um, never had seen this deer on camera. And it's just one of those things where, you know, we high five, we hug. And it's just one of those moments, you know, and then I looked and said, boy, this is going to be fun. It had literally going where they clear that right away they stacked the logs the wrong way so they literally made a barricade of the logs <laughs> instead of turning them sideways where you have gaps. and so that deer had gone over that log pile but anyways that was on monday and uh we uh were successful and we got it um so i guess i'll go ahead and share the story i might make you edit it out but no um, I think-
0: I usually don't edit the podcast so, too much. It's pretty much for well, all the footage.
1: I didn't post this. Everybody always sees where I'm successful. Okay. I'm not going to brag. I don't miss too much. Uh, on Tuesday, Zach said, I want to sit with you, Dad. It's gun season. I said, okay. So we're sitting in the blind together. and At 4.30, one of the bucks that we have on camera shows up at the barbed bar. wire. And it's what we call the spaded mule seven. And let me describe this deer to you. Right side, spaded rack. And what I mean by that, you call it spooned, flat, bladed. And it's just got this funky right side. I don't know if it's been injured on the left or whatever. On the left, he's got a mule deer rack, real nice. And one of the tines comes up and forks like a mule deer. That's
0: wild that you say that.
1: Well, the in biggest West,
0: deer we chased this year, okay. his left side had a yep. mule deer wreck.
1: Yep. That's what this was. And I, I've never seen this in West Virginia and he's 75 yards standing broadside, kind of quartering away. which I would not shoot that with a crossbow, but with a 30 odd, 680 grade bullet. I, no, I don't think twice. So he's standing on the other side of the bar boy. And I said, uh, and this is kind of funny. I said, Zach, you want to see a deer drop?
0: <laughs> it
1: like, <laughs> I did. So I put the 30-06 up and I shoot and the buck drops. I looked at him and I said, we got him and he's getting excited. I'm getting all excited. And all of a sudden, Zach says, Dad, the buck's trying to get up. I'm like, what? So I put the scope up by this time. It's a minute later, minute and a half, just enough for the sun to start coming through my scope.
0: Oh, man.
1: And I'm like, Zach, where is it? He goes, Dad, it's standing up beside the tree. And I'm like sitting there thinking, he's lying. (laughs) I look off to the side of my scope, and it's standing there. Brett, I've never seen this happen. I've seen a deer. I've just seen a buck drop, lay on its side, and now it's standing up. (laughs) And I can't get on it. And all of a sudden, Zach says, you know, oh, it's running. Down the hill it goes. Yeah. We looked for two hours. Now, I've killed deer with a muzzleloader, found no blood, find a dead deer. Mm-hmm. We never did find that buck. And I'm like, yeah. I am sick. Now, here's the great thing about trail cams. A week later, he shows up on trail cam and i'm like what in the world so i take the disc out of the thing put in my computer so i can zoom in brett there's a hole in front of the shoulder where i had shot that deer i must have pulled it to the right and there is a no it's right in front of the shoulder like here's the shoulder in the neck area oh wow and there's a hole plain as can be and that deer survived. So I'm assuming I didn't hit any bone, probably didn't hear any muscle, probably hit in front of that shoulder. It probably went through what I consider the base of the neck and never hit anything to make that deer bleed, hurt or anything. But the the spaded mule seven has survived because I got him on camera again, a week later.
0: That is wild.
1: So people on Twitter, you know the secret now. Turkey Thug <laughs> has – I didn't miss because hey, – uh, You know,
0: 2022, you're going to get your redemption. I was just talking to somebody okay. on the phone earlier today. I have to do that myself this turkey season. Okay. So when you get a chance later on, you're just sitting in the you know living room before you go into bed. Okay. Go on our YouTube and find my turkey hunting Missouri trip, and you'll know what I'm talking about because okay. I missed at 30 yards my last day in Missouri. Oh. In the there was three birds. So I don't know if you've ever had this uh, happen to you tonight turkey hunting, but they were gobbling. They sh- they shot down in the field that some of the other birds must have went the other direction i got one i got him fired back up and uh i'm like he sounds like he's getting closer all of a sudden um probably two to three hundred yards at the end of this big field we see him fly back up into the tree and i'm like what is this bird what? doing i yeah. have my binoculars with me so i'm watching him up on on the limb and he's looking for me and all of a sudden i said well maybe it's since he's up there i'll call again i called again Boom, he hammers up on the in the tree in broad daylight oh, at, like, yeah. I don't know, 8 or 9 o'clock or something. Right. And then he pitches down and covers half the ground in the air flying to me. Yes. But what I didn't know was the, the birds I thought went the other direction had just been on a hillside, so they all start coming. There's okay. three times that I saw, and then they got to a certain point, and I could see his head about 30 yards-ish
1: boom
0: they, they're just standing there i'm like what just happened i rack another one into it boom i miss again i'm like what is going on yeah i got home and shot my gun i shot like a foot high
1: really? i have
0: no idea what i did i have a true glow sight you know the yeah. the two the green one red yeah simple sight yeah i don't know if maybe I messed with it or something happened on the ride there and that and that got off somehow, but I shot a foot high wow and it happens. I, I i don't even i mean like i I'm a pretty good shot when it comes to just about anything bows guns i'm i'm usually pretty i mean don't get me wrong I miss too everybody yeah. misses, but usually I'm pretty dead on and uh I cannot wait to get that monkey off my back. I can't wait to pound a gobbler in the face. I don't <laughs> care if it's at 50 yards. Yeah. I'm getting redemption because I know how it feels. And it, it, it'll it be a long uh, wait for you until you can get back in the deer woods because that's all you're going to be thinking about. Uh, was, yeah,
1: and we'll get into the turkey stories, but the the, the nice tom I killed this year was actually, uh, I say the three Ps. I say uh position persistence, and practice calling. You do have to sound a little bit like a turkey <laughs> right. in the woods. I'm sorry. You don't have to be perfect, but those are my three Ps. This Tom had been uh, hunt my buddy, Matt's farm, and it's been driving me crazy. So I made the promise to myself that morning, go where you think he is, make a series of calls, and don't call again. And so I get out at the cabin, the camp, I walk up the holla, it's pitch dark. I sit at the base of the holla and I sit and wait till daylight. And all of a sudden it's 75 yards. Boom. And I thought I am, he's in his bedroom. I'm in his living room and I've got him. I just, I just told myself I got him. He really starts firing up. The other hens do their fly down cackle. I did one series of fly down cackles. I did some putting. I did some purring and I sat and waited. 20 minutes later, I looked to my right and there he is. And boom, that was it. And so that's how it works sometimes. I have missed some toms in the past, Um, but, you know, Turkey hunting, deer hunting is fun. I love it. Wouldn't trade anything in the world. Turkey hunting is a passion. Oh, absolutely. And I just, it just, I I will get up at 5 o'clock every time I can to go in the woods. And I've had more success from daylight to 839. Now, I've killed birds 1130. I've killed birds. Yeah. West Virginia, we can hunt till 1. Oh, the really? rule is you have to be out of the woods at 1. So, you have to be out of the woods. Your gun packed up, ready to roll at one o'clock. thats, a,
0: that's something that I, I had never had to experience until last year when I went to Missouri. Mm-hmm. And you can only hunt till noon. Had to be okay. at twelve thirty or whatever it was. Okay, but, uh, here in Indiana and Kentucky, where I've turkey hunted in the past, there isn't a a thing you told all, day. all day. and yeah i've killed birds at dead noon before in kentucky and it's like you know when the the hens went back to to nest and all that and then you can get them fired back up and that's been some of my favorite uh memories you know kind of waiting for that to happen you know pull your sandwich out of a bag your gatorade and kind of eating your sandwich and then, then you hear that one fire up in the field somewhere and then you just go chasing them you know yeah i love it
1: I do love it, but I'll be honest with me. If West Virginia passes all day, turkey hunting, I will be a dead man because I will be walking and running all day. I actually right. I, I actually enjoy the break, you know, one o'clock. I go back to camp. I eat. Uh, we do work. We'll do chores. We mow pretty good at taking a nap. At right. early, three o'clock we get up and then I just, but no, that, that's just a passion deer hunting. Um, it, it, I love it too. Uh, and we love to eat deer. I mean, typically in the past, Brett, we, we kill three, four or five deer. And I, we, I think I remember, all.
0: wasn't there a, a famous, I wouldn't say famous, but wasn't there a big photo that you took last year that you put on social where you had like all the meat that you had harvested, like in a weekend or something. It was all kind of like, actually, up? I think it was over
1: about two, weeks. two uh, weeks. Yeah. Zane had killed two. I had killed one and Zach had killed a doe. So we had four deer, in about two weeks um or roast steaks and i don't know how many ziploc bags of deer jerky i've made (laughs) i will post it you know it's it's deer jerky time again and people just go crazy um one of my famous sayings in the morning is rise and grind it's deer hunting time and i've got a girl a friend that's a She's a female hunter, Diane, uh, up in Ohio. She she loves that. I've got a guy that'll say he put on there one day. Rise and grind. Ah, I'll leave that up to Daviator. <laughs> and so yeah, so almost heaven. Rise and grind. It's deer hunting time, and then that transitions over to turkey time, oh, obviously in spring, and then uh the the turkey countdown that's what i was getting ready to ask let's talk about
0: turkey countdown what day what we got left
1: well let's see i gotta look on my phone i gotta cheat a little bit oh you're fine um i've got a uh, countdown on here so i always start the turkey countdown at 100 days i i don't know i've just always done that um we're at 103 right now 103 so we're getting close um and then during that countdown whether it's throwback Thursday or flashback Friday, I'll start posting my old pictures. Somebody asked me one time, how many turkeys have you killed? I have no idea. All right. That's kind of how I am. (laughs) We're allowed to, but here's the deal. In the state of West Virginia, I never tag out. Here's why. If I tag out, I can't take my kids. Right. I'm not allowed to call. I can't assist. I have spoken directly with DNR representatives or officers and they the rule is same as deer hunting if you tag out you can't put orange on and and push deer you can't drive deer you can't participate in hunt so I teach my kids to follow the rules so I've done I've killed a bird on opening day and never have killed a second bird but Zach has killed one Zane has killed one my buddy Brad's dad Steve who I took in the past and we've killed out of a wooden shanty (laughs) in the middle of a field, two toms that I have called from a hundred miles. And I don't care. I love being with people. I love to hunt with people. Uh, Brad my buddy had not hunted one time in 15 years is like, dude, I want to go. I was like, let's go opening day at 10 o'clock. Boom, Brad, we got a uh, gobbler down.
0: That's awesome.
1: It is. And so I don't know how many I've killed. I mean, I've been hunting since 1995, but the social media platform has really allowed me. I mean, yes, I have 10,000 followers. I follow probably seven, 8,000, but I do social media and I just actually just started Facebook back in May Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of do some hunting stuff on there, but that's more for old friends and yeah. stuff like that. But the, the, the West Virginia Turkey thug, David Yater, was created. I changed the Turkey thug probably six, seven years ago, but it's mostly a, my hunting social media. Right. I, you know, I love to post pictures. I love to do the countdown, the hunting rise and grind. I love posting pictures. I love seeing people's other pictures. I just, that's what I use it for. Um, I don't get on there for politics. I don't get on there to state all this stuff. I, you know, I've been attacked by anti-hunters. I've been attacked by hunters and you can say what you want, but I have taught myself and I tell my kids, I don't even respond. I just, I don't even, you know, um, I leave that up to uh, Michael Waddell. (laughs) <laughs> he is. He's very good and he handles things very professionally, whether it's politically, hunting ethics. He loves to address that. I leave that up to that. I feel I don't have to defend it. Okay. If you right. want to eat your cattle only or your vegetables only or whatever, I respect that. Right. And you need to respect what I do. Um, I'm a very ethical uh, regulation guy. Um, like I said, I, I don't go out and but you know, I'll give you the quick funny story. The one year I killed one on opening day and everybody got one. I had a I killed one, I called one for my buddy. Another that year I was I was associated with about ten kills.
0: That's awesome, man.
1: That's what I love. I love being there. Oh yeah. the last day. Buddy Mac calls me. This is when I looked over the painting. And you know, he goes, let's go turkey hunting. I said, dude, it's May 26th. <laughs> Birds haven't gobble behind my house, which I couldn't hunt those. But that's how I gauge turkeys. I said, we're wasting our time. He goes, I haven't gone that much. And I said, okay. I said, what's the rule? He said, whoever has the shot, take it. I said, okay. I didn't have any expectations, Brad. I'm literally thinking we're going into Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, right. West Virginia, You can't even see ten feet in the woods. In the woods. It's so green. Burnt down at six forty five. That's awesome. <laughs> on public land. Oh, that's even better. And he I I I waited five minutes for him to get the shot. He couldn't get it. And then he was sitting right beside me. I said, Matt it's right in front of me at 45, dude, 12 gauge. He's dead. He said, Dave, take it. And I did. It was a big burn. And, but so that was one of the, probably two or three years where I'd actually tagged out. But again, I don't tag out because if I tag out, I can't go. I can't take my buddy, Brad, his dad, Steve, uh, his uncle, Joe. I can't take my buddy, Matt. Um, I can't take Zach. I can't take Mallory. You know, that's the other thing. I'm going to have a chance this year to hunt PA. Zach and I are going to go up there. And then also, um, I'm going to be able to, I think, to sneak over to Ohio, My buddy has got a place over there. And he's got a seven year old boy that they had a couple of Tom's in front of him this year. And just, it just didn't work. And I said, I want to be there. Oh, absolutely. I want to be there with, with father and son that takes his first bird. Awesome. So anyways, yes, the countdown will start in about three days. Um, you know, I know it's January, but, um, you know, it's coming. It's
0: I, coming, and I can't wait. Like, I can already just feel the. When's sun your season coming. open? When's your season uh, open? The third Wednesday in April, I believe, okay. is what ours. it is here in Indiana. But I'm going to try to sneak off uh, some places this year. I, I don't care if it's just going to film for somebody or uh, assist right. in calling or calling. Maybe they never done it before or something like that. I want to venture out. Um, me and. Um, My uh, neighbor, Adam Bonowitz, I think we are going to try to take his boys down for the uh, Kentucky youth season. We did that last year. Awesome trip. It was super cold for Turkey. Uh, Youth weekend down there. It was – uh, near the freezing mark when Ooh, i'm used to yeah. hunting 70 degrees or 60 yeah. degrees down there so hopefully they can have a better hunting turkey hunting experience down there yes. maybe this year okay uh, and then we have U season here in indiana like the the weekend after that so okay i, I want to do some uh, i want to do some uh, uh some traveling on turkey this year uh f- just for filming i just want to go film some people yeah, that'd be cool. Our turkey
1: season, our youth seasons, opens up literally the, the two days before Monday, um, Saturday and Sunday. We we've, we've killed a couple birds there, and then our season opens up on the third Monday, which used to be the fourth Monday, but the DNR bumped it a week. Um, I'm not into the timing of turkey hunting. I'm more into a I do not fall turkey hunt. Um, I just really? don't, I don't go, it's, I, I hear them carry on. I've seen them, but you know, like my buddy with the does, please don't kill the hens. I need that hen to lay every egg possible. Now I turn around and regret that in the springtime. Cause it's that same hen that's preventing the gobbler <laughs> right. from coming to me. And I'm sitting there thinking, why did I say that? <laughs> and I get into that, but, um, this year I'm going to try to hit PA I told Zach we need to start going up there. I've got actually a public land spot that um, Rich on Twitter has pointed out to me. That's literally 20 minutes here from Morgantown. Uh-huh. And then I hope I can sneak off to uh, Ohio and, and take in that hunt. So, yeah, I look forward to it. Um, you know, one of my funny pictures that I've obtained somewhere off Twitter is I'll be like you know i've had a headache all day i had a head injury here's the x-ray of my head and it's a skull with turkeys in it (laughs) okay i i just love it i i I, you know deer hunting like i said it's fun whatever you want to call it but turkey hunting is the passion and that all started back in 1995 at graduated college and i got a will primo's truth one video That's awesome. and watched it and i said that is something i need to get into and here it is almost 30 years later i had started deer hunting in 93 so i'm over the 30 years in deer hunting and you know throughout the years i've taken some nice deer but obviously the one last year um what was actually cool about i'll just add this in this little personal note was that they put me, I submitted the picture because I know the editor for the local county paper. So they put me on the front in a little picture, Yader, Bags, Trophy, Buck. That's
0: awesome. And it
1: was funny because that same weekend, my daughter was one of the homecoming princesses. So it was her on the front page, me on the front page. And, of course, I was like, hey, two Yaters made the paper <laughs> at the same time. And, you know, just stuff like that. But, you know, I tell everybody this. When you take a kid hunting, expect not to see deer. Expect not to kill a deer. Maybe not to see a turkey. Expect shorter hunts. But the hour, the two hours, the three hours, or if you're successful, you are going to have the best time. And I have four kids. My oldest daughter never got into it. Mallory's now in college and she didn't deer hunt this year because she's at WVU and just didn't have the time. All right. But I said, that's okay. Cause last year we almost got her one and it just would not come off the hill into the, into the woods off the right of way. But I tell people, whether it's your son, your daughter, nephew or whatever, take the kids because whether they get one or not, you're going to create some type of memory or moment that's going to be lasered into your head, your memory. Because I could sit here and talk three hours. So, yeah, I think we're at an hour and 22, Brett. I can tell you right now, that show's going to double. In oh April. turkey season oh turkey absolutely season because when i start talking about the kids and stuff but i just well not you know, just
0: that i'm gonna i'm gonna pick your brain on okay. a lot of stuff when it comes to anything from calling mm-hmm. uh the types of calls you're using this a lot of situational yes. stuff probably
1: okay yeah i look forward to that because again it's so different um it is i i don't per se sit still i have ruined a lot of hunts by moving um, but I just I'd like to make things happen
0: oh yeah I'm, and a, I'm a running gunner as well I, I, I love it except for when I um, when I do the bow hunting thing for turkeys mm-hmm. I, I sit in the yeah. blind, so but we'll talk about all that
1: in stories but like I said I know this was mostly obviously deer hunting and stuff right. um, I, I think one of the things I really enjoy about deer hunting is processing the deer myself mm-hmm. um, making jerky making a roast whatever i do with it i just you know but don't get me wrong i still like a beef steak oh yeah me too. i don't substitute deer for beef <laughs> but you know i feel you know i post these pictures and jerky time and all that because i'm i'm proud of what i've done i've taught myself my dad did small game but whether it's deer turkey i have taught myself I think I'm pretty good at it. I mean, the turkey hunting, I I think I'm better than deer hunting, but we've had a lot of success. My kids have had fun. We've created some great memories. I'm teaching them what to do. They appreciate it. I think one of the best pictures I ever took in the turkey woods was my kids standing, Zach, Mallory, and Zane standing in the woods with their guns, and I just took a picture of it, and I was in there thinking, that's pretty cool. It and it is and it's just one of those things where you know you you take every moment you can and you hunt and do whatever because you just there's no guarantee tomorrow and uh you know even if you got an old friend that hadn't been turkey hunting in 15 years you take him and lo and behold my buddy brad we we had one at 10 and it's just why i like to i like to be there and be part of that memory with with fellow hunters Absolutely, man. Well, I,
0: I definitely appreciate you coming on and telling some stories and talking some deer hunting. Um, I'm super excited for uh, the turkey episode. We'll have to yeah. uh, get together and talk about when we can get that put together. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, tell everybody where they can find the old West Virginia turkey thug on social
1: media. I will. And so uh, we'll, you let me know when this thing hits. And, of course, I'll, uh, I'll promote it on uh, Facebook. Um, I'll put it on uh, Twitter as well. And then, uh, so you're, we're going to be, uh, both what Spotify and YouTube, Brett,
0: uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, um, oh, okay. Google, it's pretty, any, anywhere you can find a okay. podcast it's on there. And then obviously the video version, uh, will be on YouTube. Okay. And, uh, yeah.
1: And then I'll promote you and we'll get things set up. Cause I, I just love, talking to hunters and talk about what we do. Cause you know, everybody's passionate. We may have different techniques, different strategies, unfortunately some differences. I don't like that as much where people, like right. you said, you've been attacked and stuff, but overall, all my followers, man, we, we, we're, we, we love the deer hunt, turkey hunt. We're passionate about it. And, uh, that's why we do this, whether you're doing it for the sport of it or for the food obviously as well. But, um, You know, we'll get this thing out here. And I just really want to thank you. I, you know, I thought, oh, when you first reached out to me, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I've never done that. I don't even know how that works. (laughs) Um, You know, but I've really enjoyed this. I really appreciate you considering me and obviously doing it. And uh, yeah, when turkey season rolls around, we'll we'll we'll
0: have another good time oh absolutely well uh thanks everybody for uh listening or or watching if you're on uh, on the youtube hit that subscribe button for us you can follow us on youtube instagram facebook twitter go wild uh we're just about anywhere that you can uh find something on social media w- wise but uh thanks everybody for listening y'all have a good day and uh thank you david for coming on
1: thank you again brother take care yeah. brett
0: you too